0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast for the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, we encourage you to check out our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to get podcasts. And now, here's this week's message brought to you by Senior Pastor Adam Russell.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the last service of the year. And obviously, we are not at church in the building. We're in a house.
0: We're in our house.
1: That's right. We're in our house, and we want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. But I thought what we would do this morning, if it was okay, is I thought Heather and I would have a little conversation, and I guess what we're calling this conversation is what are some things we're going to take away from 2020? Good. One. What are some things we're going to take away? Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier in the afternoon, and we had five categories of things.
0: Isn't that funny? We're, you're a preacher, and you just think in categories of three I or do. five. I do.
1: I know. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I would never think in even category numbers. Yeah. No, we thought in five categories, and we had talked earlier that maybe what we should do is... Start low and end high.
0: Yes, let's start Start with the more depressing part.
1: Let's start with the low notes and then we'll go to the higher notes if that's okay. Yeah. So, we just want to jump right in?
0: Let's jump right in. Okay,
1: jumping right in. Five categories of things that we're taking away this year. First category is sadness and lament. Man. <laughs> sadness and lament. Uh, we want to talk about some of the things that were sad this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we have experienced so much... Um, loss. We've Mm -hmm. experienced not only the loss of lives through both COVID and other tragedies, but we have lost a lot of regular parts of our daily lives.
1: Yeah, one of the things that we noticed when we were trying to take account of just some of the loss this year is we lost people, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we lost events, like graduations.
0: Yeah, our son graduated high school.
1: Yeah, but it it wasn't a normal graduation. Um, we lost weddings people had to reschedule their weddings
0: or not um, not, not invite their grandma
1: or not invite their grandma there were all of these like losses everywhere we looked um almost almost weekly yeah and one of the things that we wanted to do by just even mentioning this was we wanted to make space for people to even maybe as a family acknowledge some of the losses that you've experienced
0: Because reality is, if we reflect back on this whole year, um, we could stain glass everything. Yeah, we could. And we could say, oh, here's all the highlights from the year. But the reality for all of us is this year has been really tough.
1: Yeah, and there's been a lot of loss. And one of the things I guess I wanted to do by even just mentioning these sorts of things is... uh, Biblical Christianity has lots of room for loss Mm -hmm. and lament. Like biblical Christianity never turns away from the sadness, and it never it never has to stain glass things into you know oh it's a bunch of bad things happen, but we won 't mention those yeah. we 'll only focus on the good, you know, and that makes us a better Christian, but that 's not really the case at all. I mean yeah. if you read the psalms there's one hundred and fifty psalms, most of the psalms are laments, mm-hmm. and so it 's actually Deeply Christian to go. You know what? These these are the losses.
0: Yeah, and it's important. It's important to acknowledge mm-hmm. the things that have been sad and hard and lost.
1: Well, another thing that we mentioned when we were chatting earlier in the category loss is just the losses that came from uh, the deeply political, like the deep political polarization that we've experienced. Like you and I know people who've lost friends over stupid politics. Like yeah. like friends. Mm-hmm.
0: Over things that really, any other time in history, it feels like that wouldn't have even um, been an issue. But this year, it does feel like there's been a lot of division among friends, family members. And that is a reason to grieve.
1: It is a reason to grieve. One of the things that I was doing a few days ago, this was, I don't know, it's maybe last week. I was just beginning to review the year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I noticed in my life this year is... I only did funerals this year, and i didn 't do any weddings yeah. and when I realized that, I realized, oh man, maybe this is some kind of a weird metaphor for two thousand twenty where we do a little more losing than maybe winning
0: yeah okay, but we don 't want to just stay there that 's right we 're going important we 'd make space yeah we 're going to name it but inside of all of that loss and all of that heartache and difficulty. Another thing that we have taken away from 2020 is that in the middle of all that chaos and turmoil, there's been unity and love Mm -hmm. and hope.
1: Yeah. Oh, The other category, if I'll just name it for people, you're hinting at it, is, is we wrote down, this hasn't just been a year of division or loss, but it's also been a year of unity, hope and love. Yeah. Yeah, there's all these moments this year where in the face of division, people were united or in the face of... Turmoil people showed kindness or in the pa- in the face of even like maybe hatred people showed love And so mm-hmm. that was kind of an encouraging thing mm-hmm. you know you could look around the edges and see some stuff that was Really heartwarming or mm-hmm. really reflected the kingdom of heaven and some of the things that that you and I thought of uh, We have a friend who lives in New York City mm-hmm. shout out John Kim <laughs> but anyway John would make these amazing videos Uh, this would be i don't know this was pretty early in the pandemic but uh at a certain point in the day every evening in new york city before sundown people would come out onto their balconies or walk into the streets and they would they would cheer and they were cheering for the doctors and the nurses and the Mm -hmm. first responders and he has this on video and it was like wow what a great moment and we're talking about thousands of people
0: and he talked about that on your podcast this spring about going out on uh, on the street and just hearing these sounds come from the street of everyone cheering mm-hmm. which was in stark contrast to the sirens that they were constantly hearing yeah, that's right and so in the middle of this pandemic mm-hmm. we were hearing sirens from ambulances but mm-hmm. every day there was a moment where the whole community in that in that street on that mm-hmm. block would come together and would cheer and, and celebrate and i just think that's an important thing to note.
1: No, it's awesome. Uh, One of the other things that kind of comes into this category of not just division, but love and unity was one of the things that you and I've noticed is people showed up for local businesses.
0: Man, they did. Yeah.
1: And I'm talking about like local businesses here in Campbellsville, you know, one of the things that's happened this year is it's been really hard to be a business owner. It's been really difficult to figure out, like, what do I do or what am I even allowed to do? Mm -hmm. And. So many business owners have figured those things out, but then people in the community have really rallied behind them and and really showed up in a big way. I mean, you have a cool story.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's been a lot of businesses that have felt lost or even closed, Mm -hmm. but I know pretty much every small business owner I've talked to has had moments Mm -hmm. where people have showed up and said, what can I do? Bought gift certificates. That's right. um, Gone the extra mile. I know a business here in town, and they had their, it was a small business, very mm-hmm. small. Biggest year ever in history, and it's mm-hmm. been, you know, around for a while. Biggest year ever, because people shopped local, showed up, supported, mm-hmm. and were just there for one another.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. what I love about that isn't just the economics of it, but what I love about that is, it's like community awareness.
0: It's like we're feeling each other's
1: pain. Yeah. People are becoming aware of one another and they're going, you know what? I can imagine what this might be like for them. Mm -hmm. So I need to take action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that you and I mentioned was our Christmas drive-in.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah. I thought this was cool. It
0: was so fun. I think we have to keep doing
1: it. We do. I think it may have to be a new Christian tradition, a new Christian tradition, a new Christmas tradition. That's (laughs) what I'm trying to say. It might have to be a new Christmas tradition because we, we, A, it was fun, but then B, we got a lot of Toys for Toys for Todd's. Yeah. I mean, stacks of toys.
0: Our church cafe was filled. Like, half of the entire room was just piled with toys. Like, you guys showed up.
1: Yeah. Do you want to tell that one story about the person here in town? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. So, one of the people who drove through on the drive-thru was so excited to be able to show up And bring a toy because she said she was just looking in this time looking for a way to give back looking for a way to show up for someone else who needed it and it wasn't really evident this year like none of our Mm -hmm. normal things were happening but when given the opportunity man we saw people showing up
1: that is right Mm -hmm. that is right okay next category okay this category is called people are resilient
0: oh man we People have learned that—that's
1: really? something that we've learned, and we're going to take away from 2020. Uh, here's a few things that we put down: drive-by birthday parties.
0: Yeah, that has—I've never heard of that before in my what? life. We're the age where um, this year all of our friends turn 40.
1: Yeah, that means something, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and so you know, it's one thing to cancel a birthday when you're turning 39.
1: Yeah, who cares about 39? But who
0: wants to cancel a 40-year-old birthday? That's right. So we saw people show up with drive-by birthday parties, Mm -hmm. drive-by baby showers, Mm -hmm. weird little things we never would have thought of.
1: Yeah, it's people are being creative and Mm -hmm. resilient and making the best out of difficult moments. Um, Another thing that kind of went into this category for me was the school system started just delivering food, Yeah, you know, because there are a lot of kids who are maybe at home and Two parents are working, or maybe there's a lot of kids who are on free lunch in our community and mm-hmm. they don't really have that much at home. And the school yeah. went out of their way to figure that so out. We I thought even, that was Yeah, brilliant. we saw
0: even organizations and mm-hmm. systems thinking creatively mm-hmm. to try to come up with how can we um, change the way we do things in order to meet the needs.
1: That's right. Yeah. Uh, another one that goes under the our people are resilient category. This was actually something you mentioned, which I thought was... Very interesting.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, the NBA bubble. Yeah,
1: that's right. Like, who is this person? How do, how do you even know about, about the, NBA the NBA bubble? NBA. Yeah. I only
0: like it because it was a bubble. But
1: what a brilliant idea! <laughs> it was. They were like, you know what? We're gonna have the championship, and the championship yeah. is everybody goes to Disney World. We test you for COVID, and when you're when you're COVID negative, you can stay. And I think the Lakers, I think they stayed in there over a hundred days. Sure. I love it. I just like
0: the idea of it.
1: Okay. Well, I like the actual practice of it because we got to watch (laughs) the NBA finals, but I just thought that was very funny coming from you. Anything else you want to say about people who are resilient? Okay, I just wanna say one more. Okay. Uh, People had, we put this down in our notes. People had Zoom cocktail hours with their friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, or Zoom coffee dates.
1: That's right, how did that? I mean, people just figured this stuff out.
0: And I would like to say, I saw a lot of grandmas learning to use technology that they maybe never would have done.
1: No, shout out to grandmas, (laughs) shout out to Zoom. (laughs) All right, uh, let's change categories here. Category number four. Uh, We just put church, I feel like we, Probably Mm -hmm. should have come up with a better name than that. But category four is church. And I'll, I'll just go first here. One of the things that I noticed about church or one of the things I'm taking away from church this year is that new people showed up during the pandemic. And probably if you're watching this stream, some of you are those people. And I'm thinking... How did this happen? Yeah,
0: it's awesome.
1: This, what I'm specifically talking about is, in July we started meeting back together in person with reduced, ner- with reduced numbers, people had to wear masks, you know, all the, all the things.
0: A lot of hoops to jump.
1: A lot of hoops
0: to jump through. To, to keep people safe, but still, it's a lot of steps. To- That's
1: right, and I just thought, well, you know, we'll do this, and it'll only be the most hardcore vineyard people who will come, and <laughs> that wasn't the case at all. In fact, new people who have never come to the vineyard showed up during the plague. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) It was fun. It was amazing. Um, the other thing that we, that we noticed was that people went to home groups in a brand new way.
0: Man, we had two rounds of home groups this Mm -hmm. year during the everything. Mm -hmm. And we honestly, when we were planning them, didn't think they would, you know, do all that much. And they were awesome groups. Uh I know I had one on zoom. There were some in person. Yeah, There were some on zoom. I had one on zoom with mothers and fathers and uh, who take care of kids like ages two to five. So like this really specific group of kids. And we had the best time talking about, since we aren't having kids' church, how do we bring the Bible stories and mm-hmm. the songs and the experiences and the talk about Jesus, how do we bring that into our home and yeah. make it just more normal? And it was the best group.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the other groups that I love that happened this year was one that Andrew Ward led. Andrew Ward led a group this year that was for people who go to our gym, (laughs) which is hilarious. A, what a crazy idea, but then B, basically everybody came. It was so funny, you know, this group of people who work out together also went to home group together, outside Mm -hmm. around a fire pit, and it became something very cool. And my boys went and they they just loved it. So I, I just think one of the things I'm taking away is Even during a year where we had to be together or where we had to reimagine our gatherings big time, Mm -hmm. home groups were like through the roof.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So good. Anything else you want to say about that?
0: I mean, the big takeaway also, Mm -hmm. and this is a little bit on the flip side, but that it has become kind of a thing nowadays to pick out a famous preacher, watch him on YouTube and call it church. Yeah. And after doing some online church for a while, I was very convinced that um church just can't be digitized yeah that church is and by the way
1: this is digital like like we're literally streaming this right now yeah yeah no i know
0: but like the whole
1: that's right but the point remains
0: yeah that like it's great and thank goodness we are resilient and came up with it but we craved that connection Mm -hmm. and we needed each other Mm -hmm. and the thing that happened like the The digital stuff, the meetings, they Mm -hmm. were still all gathering us together Mm -hmm. so that we could check on each other Mm -hmm. and show up Mm -hmm. and just care about each other, pray for each other. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really important.
1: Yeah. One of the things that you and I have been talking about for a few days, even about this is the digital stuff, it's a nice stopgap measure. And even as we're streaming this this morning, that's really great, but it, Mm -hmm. it isn't the real thing.
0: Well, it isn't the whole thing. It's yeah. a piece.
1: It's a piece, but it's not the whole thing. You need, the you message,
0: need. the sermons—they're great, and we need that. But we are in a moment where, like, consuming information and gathering knowledge has cre- has become such a high priority mm-hmm. that sometimes I think we're tempted to reduce the church experience down to that. Yeah, it's like just, a
1: Google search. Yeah, I'm like just what?
0: learning about this thing or learning about mm-hmm. that, or and then I've been struck with in the absence of us gathering, how crucial that is to church.
1: Yeah, well. not, only, not only how crucial it is to gather, but then you and I have been hearing stories about how, in all kinds of places in our church, mm-hmm. people have been checking in on each other. Yeah. Like they've had to actually go extra steps to find out what's happening in people's lives, and they're doing that, and that's the real church.
0: Well, we didn't, yeah, we were talking about how seeing everybody on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. uh, you don't realize how much you just check in with people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a lot more difficult to, yeah. um, throughout the week, send mm-hmm. call or send text and make calls and check mm-hmm. in. And we, I had taken for granted how special that mm-hmm. meeting every single week was where you could check in on someone. That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. That's right. In fact, after we're finished here this morning, you might even just do a thing where you go through, you know, people's faces who used to sit around you in church and go, maybe I should send them a text. Maybe you should check in. That that's how to make it real. Okay, last last category, category number five. It's one we're calling muscle memory. Mm. Muscle memory. I've been I've been thinking about this, especially as it relates to twenty twenty, a little bit. Um, first, I guess I need to explain muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Um, muscle memory is this idea. It has to do with like physical things or like training or oftentimes in the realm of athletics. But it's this idea that we can we can train or go through a motion and create like a mind body connection and if we'll practice it and add repetition to it we can eventually move what we want to do out of just our mind and into our body enough Mm -hmm. that it becomes not something we think about but something we reflexively do
0: right and we always think about it in terms of athletics yeah as we were talking about it earlier i was thinking Handwriting. Do you remember as a kid how hard it was to write your name in cursive and how much concentration it mm-hmm. took? And you were trying to get every letter just perfect, mm-hmm. and then fast forward and you sign your name on everything. You don't, you don't think you don't of it. You think about it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing even with people who maybe want to play baseball. You know, a really good batter, <laughs> and I never was a good batter, but a really good batter has thousands of repetitions at the plate. And so when they become a good hitter, they're not thinking about hitting the baseball, it's just a reflexive action of everything that they've done. Yeah. And so it's moved out of the mind and it's into the body. Mm-hmm. And I've just been thinking about 2020, and I've been thinking about all the difficult things that have happened. i been thinking about all the things that were changed and how people had to be creative or resilient and all the ways that we've been challenged. And I've been thinking that if muscle memory is a reality, mm-hmm then there must be such a thing as emotional and spiritual memory
0: yeah
1: and that was pretty smart
0: man look at that (laughs) reasoning pretty
1: pretty smart (laughs) but i was also thinking this we could have emotional memory and we could have spiritual memory especially at least in the way i'm thinking of it if we would process 2020 in a way that isn't filled with trauma right like if we could process it in 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 a, in a manner that doesn't just bring all the trauma with us, mm-hmm. but but the the way in which 2020 may have been a year for us to be trained in the heart mm-hmm. so that we could be uh, people who have some, some endurance. In fact, that's the word I've been kind of carrying around with me. It feels like this year just keeps dragging on, especially when I think about COVID-19. We've been into it for 10 months, and it looks like we've got a bunch more even though we've got a vaccine. I
0: remember when I thought, oh, there's no way it'll make it into the fall.
1: Yeah, and here we are and it's gonna be longer even though we do have a vaccine. And so we've all been building some endurance and I've I've just been wondering, man, I'm wondering if, if we're not gonna end up with some really good spiritual muscle memory. And hopefully what happens is It works out of knowledge, like you were saying before. Knowledge that's just in my head and it gets into my body and it's reflexive of who I really am. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The scripture that I've had in my mind has been James chapter 1. So if you've got a Bible around or something like that, you could just flip it open to James chapter 1 and James says something like this. He says, brothers and sisters, you should consider it joy when you face trials of many kinds because we know that trials develop endurance or perseverance, and perseverance and endurance develops the kind of character that makes you perfect, lacking nothing. Yeah. So I've just been thinking, man, maybe this is the year we get a little emotional memory. Maybe this is the year we get some um, some spiritual memory, some spiritual muscle memory, and we become people who look a little more like Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the first way to do that is to maybe do what we just did and take a little time and reflect on the year Mm -hmm. and don't just ignore the bad parts or don't just ignore the good parts and focus on the bad, but like, take it all in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, ask the Lord to be there with you. Ask the Holy spirit to be there with you as you are reflecting on your year.
1: Yeah. In fact, maybe what you want to do this morning as we just come to a close in this moment is Heather and I just quickly, we wrote down five categories maybe you should just sit with your family for a moment and you should write down four or five categories things i'm taking away from 2020 Mm -hmm. and make sure that one of the categories leaves space for pain and sorrow and disappointment Mm -hmm. and try to name it right Mm -hmm. but then name all the other things all the good things all the things that surprised you Mm -hmm. and we're just going to hold those before god and we're going to do this as a way of creating a little spiritual muscle memory and working from Christian ideals into really Christ, Christian reflex.
0: Yeah, because we've made it through a lot.
1: We've made it through a lot.
0: And probably if we had, you know, last this time last year, we would not have believed we could make it through this or that we would have come up with the creative solutions and yeah. all of the things that have happened this year. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And if we can take that and we can reflect on it mm-hmm. and sit with it, Yeah,
1: Yeah. it can change who we are. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to invite you to consider the year and consider what it is you're taking. With you from it, Um, do that as a family. Invite your kids into it, whoever's in the room with you. Let everybody have some input and um, let's just see what you put on the paper. All right, here's what I want to do, and then we will turn it back over to the musicians for another song. I want to pray first for you and for the year coming. That's all right. Jesus, thank you for everybody who's on the stream with us this morning. Thank you for people who have been in our building recently, God. And thank you for people who have not been in the building even for 10 months, God. We we just love who you are and we thank you that we could be together even this way. And Father, we ask that you would give us all just um, the courage to see what it is that we've come through and to name it. God, would you would you show us? Uh, the categories. And would you just show us all the things that have happened, all the things that you've been up to, all the things that we've experienced, would you give us an articulate ability to name it? Mm -hmm. And God, we ask that it would not be a source of ongoing trauma or just ongoing disappointment, but God, this could be uh, processed in a way that gives us healthy, spiritual muscle memory. And God, we ask that we would be able to move away from Christian ideation into Christian reflexivity, like just the natural part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thanks again for stopping by the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening at the Vineyard, you can follow us on social media. Until next time.